Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I really do have an incredible message to share with you, and I hope that you're as excited as I am to dive in. First things first, let me introduce myself. So my name is Brooke, and I am your host. I'm a mom of three, military wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about teaching women how to manage their time so they can eliminate the distractions of the world and focus on what God is speaking to them through their daily time in the Bible. This podcast is designed to help you walk away each week with tangible insights straight from scripture that will help you understand and then apply God's word in your life. I know developing a relationship with Jesus can sometimes feel overwhelming, and I'm here to help you simplify that. So grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and something to take notes with, and let's find freedom in God's word together. everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because we have our very first guest speaker, my business mentor and friend, author of the Back Pocket Prayer Journal, co-owner of the Make She Happen podcast and Make She Happen company and all of the things. So Katie Ursta is just somebody that I admire greatly. She is such she has such an incredible business mind and somebody who is just very focused on her walk with God and putting him at the center of what she's doing as well. So today she is going to be sharing a little bit about her journey with us. Um, You know, this month we've been talking a lot about living your new life in Christ and how to live a new life in Christ and what that looks like. And we've been basing it off of 2 Corinthians 5.17, which says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And Katie has this incredible message that she shares on her social media and in so many different things that she does about women who might feel like they're Jesus being wrong. And so Katie is going to share a little bit of her testimony, a little bit about how that came to be. And hopefully you'll be able to walk away today. I don't even want to say hopefully. I know you'll walk away from today's episode feeling encouraged by what she has to say. So Katie... Welcome to the podcast. Take it away. Oh, hi, Brooke. I am so honored to to be here. I love everything that you stand for. I love the way you run business, even with with Christ at the heart of everything you do. So it's really an honor, honor to be on your podcast today. I'm very excited to dive in. I am so honored to have you. All right. So do you want to, do you want me to kind of dive into my story? Is that what you're thinking we should do first? Yeah, that'd be great. Just share a little bit of your testimony, kind of how you came to know Christ and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely a a different perspective for me to, to be on this podcast. I talk a lot to many, many business owners and I speak a lot about marketing and social media. And so to have this opportunity to really speak uh, about my faith and really how I came to really know Jesus as my Lord and Savior is a little bit a little bit different for me. And I won't lie, I'm actually kind of sweating a little bit. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I do believe firmly that even Brooke and I getting to know one another and seeing her journey with Christ has even given me the courage to share mine unapologetically. And so I want to take you back a couple of years uh, ago. It was around 2016. 
At the time, I was actually fresh from my own cancer journey. I was diagnosed as a young mom with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. I had walked through my cancer battle with incredible faith, knowing that without a doubt that he was with me every step of the way, but not sure exactly what that meant, what that looked like, how to talk about that, just a knowledge on my heart. And then in 2015, I started to walk through a season of of trauma after the cancer. It was a season that was really lonely. It was really dark. I was really, really struggling with what we call survivor's guilt and even PTSD from what I had experienced, what I had been through. And so I was looking to create a more solid foundation for my own faith and even get more structure. And I remember on one occasion... I had walked into a, it was a small women's group, a church, and the the group, the women were really, really nice, but I felt like such an outsider. I just felt like they are going to know without a doubt that I don't actually belong here. And even in their conversations, they were really, really solid with their faith. It, they just... They just illuminated this spirituality that I was still feeling really, really new to. And I remember I was actually at the snack table because I feel like every time these these events take place, there's always some really great pastries and snacks and everything. So I was I was eating some kind of snack and I was kind of standing off to my myself. And a woman who was really sweet came up to me and asked me about my salvation story. And she was like, so how did you get to know Jesus? And I was so stumped on the question. (laughs) I said, I don't know. I was hoping to get to know him here. And it was kind of a joke, but I was kind of serious. And she smiled very sweetly. And the smile sort of um, just kind of disappeared very slowly as if she didn't know if I was kidding or if I was serious or not. And she felt uncomfortable (laughs) and she kind of walked away from me. And I thought, man, I feel like I am Jesusing all wrong. Like I do not belong here. I do not what know what this looks like. And so I realized I had to create my own walk with Jesus. I had to create what that meant for me. And it didn't necessarily look like what everybody else was doing. It didn't look like what was trending on social media. It didn't look like the reels that we now see on Instagram. It didn't look like what anybody else was doing because it was so personal. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about our relationship with Jesus Christ is that he sees you exactly where you are and he meets you in that mess and he meets you exactly where you are right now today imperfectly without feeling like you have to act or to be something that you aren't. And so on that specific day, I realized with the question, am I Jesusing wrong? I started to say to myself, I wonder if other women are feeling this too. I wonder if there's other women who walk into uh, just a, a Bible group or a women's study and they they feel like they don't really belong, but they kind of want to belong. Or, And I, with that simple question, I just started to journal. I started to actually think about the way that I was writing my relationship with Christ, the way that I was really figuring out how to speak to him and more importantly, how to actually listen to him. And I wanted such a textbook um, definition of how to do that. And that's not really 
what it is. And so I was using the guide and I was using the Bible and I was using the scripture to kind of guide me to create what I call the back pocket prayer journal. Yes. Everything you said with just women walking into a group, like I remember when I was new in my faith, walking into my very first group and hearing them quote scripture and hearing them know all of the stories and the names of people in the Bible. And I still face that today where I walk into certain groups and I'm like, I do not fit in here. But what you said about having that personal relationship with God, it's so special to see how he meets you right where you are and allows you to Mm -hmm. learn through him, not through everybody else. And while we do want to be in community, while we do want to be surrounded by other believers, they aren't going to bring us to salvation. Just like we can't make our kids, you know, choose to live for Jesus. That's a personal decision. And and I think it's a daily decision that we have to make where we daily have to put down our desires. We have to take up our cross and we have to choose him and choose our walk with him. And it's messy sometimes and it doesn't feel comfortable. And he's going to teach us things about ourselves that maybe we didn't understand before. And we're going to have to go through that process, but every step of the way it's with him. Yeah, I just love that you added that in because I don't think Katie made herself saved and understood the Bible and all that. I think that that Jesus meets us where we are and he walks alongside of us in that and helps us to grow in that knowledge. And I think it's just so special. So I love, love that story. Yeah. Um, I also love to, I think it's worth noting that it is very cool to look back at your relationship as you've been walking with him and to look at your footsteps and to see exactly how much work he has done on your heart. It has been so eye-opening for me to look back and be like, man, the struggles I had a few years ago, whether it was with belonging or feeling like I was working towards what it was earning my, my recognition, or it was just comparison, like to look back and to be like, I didn't do that on my own. (laughs) Like there was like, that was not me. Like that was him. And to see how far you've come in the process, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I think that that's a big part for why I love to journal quiet time, you know, with the finding freedom planner and you with the back pocket prayer journal, like when you get to write down those moments that he just speaks to your heart and you look back on it six months a year five years later it's so cool to see like you said just how he moved and how different you are because he's been working in your life so I totally agree yeah absolutely so on that topic we we have the back pocket prayer journal which is a journal that you authored not too long ago and if I'm not mistaken you have a new version of it coming out soon do you want to share a little bit about that journal the heart behind it kind of what it is and where people might find it absolutely so the back pocket prayer journal was released in November of I believe 20 what year is this 2022 to 2021. And so when I released the back pocket prayer journal it was a hardback copy and it was on, founded on this simple idea that everybody belongs with Jesus. Everybody deserves a relationship. It's actually our It's our gift. Our greatest gift is him, his sacrifice. What he gave us is complete surrender, redemption. And so when I created the Back Pocket Prayer Journal, I immediately wanted to think about the woman who was standing in that woman's group, who had a croissant in her hand, who really felt like I don't belong and maybe Jesus doesn't want me. 
but it really wasn't that at all. It really was that you have to want Jesus and you have to find a way to speak to him and speak with him in a way that really feels authentic to you. And I do believe everybody's way of speaking and hearing him is completely, completely different. And so what I started to do was I started to journal out, okay, what does a prayer look like to me? And for me, I started to find myself saying as a reader and as a writer, I started to think about what Jesus would do and, and not like in the traditional W, what was it? WWJD. Do you remember mm-hmm. the bracelets yes. from when we were kids? Yes. I didn't necessarily think of like, what would Jesus do? But what would Jesus do if he was living in 2020? What would mm-hmm. Jesus do if he was a mom of two boys who was drive, who was, who they were driving me totally crazy. What would Mm -hmm. Jesus do if he um, felt like he was, he was struggling with um, sin or whatever it was. And so I really had to think of Jesus for me, like Jesus, as I pictured him, Jesus as a model to what, what Katie needed, not Jesus just as what he was back then, but how he is still today. Mm-hmm. And so it's true that what, who was is still who he is. And so when I thought about those things, I thought about, well, what does that look like in my daily prayer? So what do I want to do to actually make sure that I am aligned to the truths he speaks to me on a daily basis? So I rooted it in five pillars of prayer, five things that I find to be essential to really creating a lasting relationship with Christ that grows. And so even the believer that I was in 2020, uh, 2016, 2010, whatever that might've looked like, it grows over time. So your relationship is constantly in this evolutionary state, but I find these pillars to be a foundation. And I I'd like to take a couple of minutes to talk to you about what those pillars are, if that's okay, Brooke. Yes, absolutely. Please go ahead. Perfect. Okay. So when I think about prayer, I think about the first part of prayer being really about gratitude. And I think it's really easy for us to get bored with how we are grateful. And it almost becomes super cliche. Like I'm grateful for this house. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the food I have on the table. I'm grateful for my kids. But when you talk about gratitude, it's almost like praise and acknowledgement for what God gives you every single day that is often overlooked. And that foundation of gratitude, if we root ourselves in, oh my gosh, I am so grateful that he gave me a gift with words that I get to bless to other people. I am so grateful that he made me very, very aware of when my body feels a little bit off so I can take care of it. I am so grateful that God made made me this beautiful son who tests my buttons, but I know he's an incredible leader. And so it's really thinking about gratitude just below the surface. So not just the standard of what you would say, but really pausing on it and saying like, what am I grateful for? What are the gifts that he has given me that I want to speak about that I really want to sit with for a minute before I continue on to the next pillar? The next pillar, and you can give me your thoughts on this too, I think is one that many, many Christians struggle with. And it's this idea of confession and forgiveness, which is Mm -hmm. actually really essential to my faith journey because it allows for the process, which I'll talk about in a minute of surrender, but forgiveness is acknowledgement that you are human Mm -hmm. and humans by nature are flawed. 
we are in no way ever going to be perfect because of the original son, sin. And so in knowing that I'm never going to be perfect and that every single day there is going to be some type of sin, there is something that I am going to do that is not worthy of, of forgiveness, but knowing that Christ gives me that forgiveness, that he bridges that gap for me, he stands in that gap for me. It's acknowledging just how powerful that is. And as you begin to humble yourself through forgiveness, you start to see just how expansive and big that idea of being forgiven for your sins is, is critical. It's just incredible mm -hmm. that we have that gift. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times, you know, if we were sitting across the table from our best friend and she was pouring her heart out, telling us of the struggle that she was facing with a certain sin, we would face her and tell her, God loves you and he's going to forgive you. And we would give her all yeah. of those words of encouragement. But so often we're not allowing ourselves to receive those same words that are coming from not our friend, but from Jesus. And so yeah. I just love that concept so much that we have to be willing to accept the forgiveness. That's a big part of confession and repentance is knowing that we are forgiven and believing it to our core so that we can move forward from that, for that sure. time. For sure. And I think that brings it to number three, because the forgiveness stage is when you can kind of take a breath afterwards, you, you repent, you, you confess, and then you breathe. And I always think of it as like the Holy Spirit, it's always moving within you. So you take this breath and that's your surrender. Mm -hmm. And surrender is your process of letting go. And that... <laughs> For me, and I think for probably many of your listeners who struggle with control, that is one of the hardest things to do is actually believe that God works all things for the good of many. And mm -hmm. to believe that although we cannot always control the outcome, we can control our output. Mm -hmm. And our output is our perspective. Our output is our effort. Our output is our action. Our output is our heart. Our output is our prayer. It is the things that that we do that still honor him, but mm -hmm. also fully accepting that in that surrender, you are saying, I don't know what that outcome is going to be. And one of the things, even through my personal battle, especially uh, after cancer, that I really, really struggled with was uh, survivor's guilt. And it was very hard for me to think of this great and almighty God being, it's almost as if I had this picture of him being like with cancer survivors, especially young people with cancer being like, you get to live and you get to live, but not mm -hmm. you. And, not. and it was this, I had to actually surrender that belief that he was just handpicking who was, he was choosing and, and who was living and who was not going to and believe that he was working all things for the good of many mm -hmm. and that the passing wasn't a, it wasn't that it was a, you get to live and you don't. It was a, do you believe that those who pass away are with me? Like, do you believe that there is a life after? Like, have you ever paused in that thought and asking yourself like, do you realize that your God is an awesome God? Like he is absolutely incredible and he has a better outcome than you can ever imagine for whatever struggle you might be going through. And although that is incredibly hard, that surrender of control is also the most liberating thing you can do as a Christian. 
Absolutely. And it's hard. And oh my goodness, I'm sure Brooke, as a mom too, of three boys, you're kind of like, man, there are some days I am really struggling with, you know, the kids or the to-do list. And there are just times when you just have to surrender it. So Mm -hmm. I know that the letting go of the uncontrollable parts of our life, it's so that his will can be done. It's so that his will be done. I mean, we say it mm-hmm. in our prayers, thine will be done. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, that surrender has to be a part of it. Do you want to yep. talk on number four? Yep. Go for it. Awesome. So number four is request, request. And that is really where the prayers come in. These are, these are the things that you're asking God for. And this could be things that you personally are praying for. These are things that you're praying over certain people. These are things that might be happening in your life or things that you, you want or are working on. Prayers are unlimited. Mm-hmm. I remember, I have to tell this quick story that as a kid, I remember, and I, I was fourth grade, and I was I was bigger. I was a, a chubby little kid, and I remember every single night I would say, "Our Father who art in heaven," and I would pray for the people who had passed away, pray for the people who were sick, and then I would say, "Okay, and dear God, please make me skinny like my friends." And my <laughs> prayer every single night was, you know, just God make me skinny, right? And mm-hmm. He never did. And I remember like just being like, "Come on, like you have, you're Almighty, you can do." this. And I look back at that and I, I kind of giggle because he didn't make me skinny. He made me something so much more. Mm-hmm. He gave me a struggle and he allowed me to really think about health. He allowed me to have this perspective on my relationship with my body, the relationship with the, my health and, and how I look at it at, after all of these years from being the kid who was really chubby, the, the kid who really struggled with body image to being a woman who was diagnosed with cancer at a very, very young age. So ultimately now becoming somebody who speaks to others about our body being our bestie, our body being a gift, our body being our responsibility. And I think that that passion for speaking in that way really started as that fourth grade kid who was praying to be not so chubby, you know, to be Mm -hmm. skinny like her best friends. And so God didn't give me what I wanted. He nurtured me to become what I needed. And so I really think that even in your request, it's that surrender too of, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I do know that I can still put forth that effort. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of, you know, Jesus on the cross, he's about, you know, he's about to go be nailed to the cross and he says, not my will, Lord, but yours. Yes. He didn't want to go die on the cross. He was weeping and tired and being ridiculed. And yet he still said, not my will, Lord, but yours, but, yeah. but, but God, if there is a chance, like, please do know yeah. that I don't want to do this just so you know, but I will. I love how you, I love how you just describe that too. Cause I actually have just, um, I've just gone through all the gospels, like all four mm-hmm. of the gospels again for the new year. And that is such an important human moment for me where it's like, you see Christ on the cross as your human father and savior. Like you mm-hmm. see that, that emotion of like your will, it is your will, but it doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean just because I'm Jesus Christ that it's easy. And I love that. I love the seeing the human side. That's for another podcast someday. Yes. I love yes. seeing that human side of Jesus. <laughs> but I want to talk about um, the final pillar too, if mm-hmm. that's cool with you. Yes. And uh, this is, 
this is the big one. And this is, I think, sometimes where people struggle with, okay, Katie, you just said surrender. And then you say, okay, pray. But there's this pivotal part of our prayers. And that is as a Christian, he calls us to do one thing very boldly. He said, go, yes. <laughs> go. It is not our job to sit passively by and wait for faith to take place. We have to go out and apply the faith in our lives. And so that means you are a disciple. You mm -hmm. are a disciple in 2022. You are a disciple as a mother. You are a disciple as a woman. You are a disciple as a, a Christian. You are to go out and tell it to other people. You are to spread the gospel. And I always think of just this idea of faith of being like, almost like it's a movement. Mm -hmm. You cannot stand still in your faith. If you have faith, very little, he's not calling us to have monumental faith. He's calling us to have small amounts of faith. There is such massive action that can be taken place because you were bold enough to stand in your faith. And I think now more than ever, as, as Christians, we are really being called to be that light. And we are really being called to speak up and not just in a way that Jesus loves you, but as a Christian, it is our job to love other people. It is our job to see the good in people. And it is our job to speak about salvation mm -hmm. and to speak about the resurrection. And in doing so, that is our role. Overall, no matter you know what goes on in life, the uncontrollables and the controllables, it is our calling to actually speak about what we know to be true. And that is salvation through our Christ and Savior. Savior. Absolutely. And we've talked about that a little bit this month, you know, as a new Christian, it might be, you might feel unequipped to share God's yeah. word, but all you have to share is what happened with Jesus. You know, our world is full of sin and God sent yeah. his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins. He did. And now when we choose to live for him, we are forgiven of those sins. Yeah. And that's it. Like it's such a simple process and we want to overcomplicate it with these eloquent words and <laughs> make it sound like it's so fancy yeah. when really it's a, it's such a simple thing. And there's so much more power in our testimony sure. and how God has worked in our lives Yes, versus these, these, you know, not, and you know, pastors have a great job, but it doesn't have to be a fancy sermon no. or a podcast like this. You can sit across the table and just share your testimony with somebody and they sure. can come to faith through that. You can talk about for your, in your instance, your cancer journey and yeah. how you sought God through that. And you can speak to the other woman across the table about her cancer journey. And there's just so many ways. And like you said earlier, God gives us our stories and our struggles so that we can reach our hand over to the next person that's facing it and help them see yeah. him through that too. Yeah. So I just love that. And then last week we talked about um, being an ambassador for Christ in second Corinthians five. <laughs> I read this recently. I just loved the word ambassador. It's such a, I do too. It's such a powerful word to think about. We are ambassadors. We are his representatives and he has given us his power and his spirit mm -hmm. to go out into the world to represent him so that more people can come to know him. And yeah, it's so simple. And that's all that we have to do. So I love that you said that. You know, I have to give this quick comparison. I don't know if you, did you ever watch the TV show, How I Met Your Mother? 
No. Okay. So this was it, and is in it is not the most appropriate TV show at all. But <laughs> needless to say, the the main character Bar- Barney Stinson is this this ladies' man, and his friend Ted is kind of this dorky, geeky sort of guy. And they will <laughs> go to a bar, and he always he'll see girls at the bar, and he'll and Barney will tap them on the shoulder while Ted's standing there, and he'll just go, "Have you met Ted?" And then he'll walk away, right? Mm-hmm. So Barney will totally walk away. And Ted's left standing there with the girl like, uh, hi, you know? <laughs> but my point is this. Our job is just to set up the handshake. Our job is to really let people know, have you met my Jesus? Like, have you mm-hmm. actually met Jesus? Let me introduce you. And to set up that handshake for people so that they know they can get to know Jesus Christ. It isn't our job. And you said this at the very beginning of the podcast. It is not our job to make sure that they are following him and make sure they're always in step, but to introduce Jesus and to be a guide and to show people how we love him and how he works through us and how it just is our duty to set up that handshake for other people and allow Jesus to do the work. So I just kind of wanted to give that comparison to it. It is something that I talk about in the back pocket prayer journal. I love that. That's such a good example. Absolutely. Okay. So as we end this episode, one thing that we do at the end of every episode is I try to have some sort of application because I think a lot of people will listen to a podcast, listen to a training, listen to all the things. And Mm -hmm. I know you preach this in the business mentorships to it. And we say, cool, that was I'm so inspired and then do nothing with it. So what is one thing that you would say our listeners can take away from this and apply to their lives today? Yeah. So I want you to test out the, the five pillars of prayer. I want you to actually, wherever you do your morning routine, whether it's through journaling or you have quiet time, whenever the kids go down for a nap, whatever your time is with Jesus, I want you to actually apply just what you learned today in the five pillars of prayer. And I want you to list out or to journal out or to speak out whatever may work for you. Number one, what are you grateful for that God's gifted you in your life? Number two, what are the things that you need to confess? What are the sins that are on your heart or in your mind or in your soul? Um, Confess those. And I always encourage people to confess them out loud. Mm -hmm. But even starting with writing is a really great place to start. Then number three, I want you to think about the things that you are really trying to harness in and you're trying to hold on to and and really ask yourself, what are the things that I need to surrender? What are the things that I need to put on God's plate so that I can walk away empty handed and almost like allow yourself that freedom of surrendering the things that you are trying so hard to control. Number four, what are your requests? What are your prayers? What are the things that you pray for, whether it's another person, people, um, our community, of course, the health and wellness of other people, but also too, what are, what are your prayers as well? What, what are the things that maybe that you are asking of God for him to do through you? And the last, what's your role? What, what is your role? What is your faith? How are you going to carry out discipleship today? Uh, what are you going to go and do in Jesus's name? So I would love for your audience today to actually apply the five pillars of prayer. Yes, I love that. Um, also, can you share where they might find you on social media, your websites, yeah. where they can access the journal, all of that good stuff? Sure, sure. And I'll give you the show notes too. But uh, we do have an Instagram account. It's just at Back Pocket Prayers, and there's information there. I also send out weekly emails where I 
give a prayer of my own where I talk about something as a writer. It's just really a way for me to just stay connected and in touch with other people. So if you go over to at back pocket prayers, you can subscribe to that email list. Uh, you can also learn more about the copy, the paperback copy that's coming. It should be here by the 31st mm -hmm. to Amazon as well. So I'll make sure that gets linked into the show notes too. And then I'm also on at Katie Ursta, um, K-A-T-Y underscore U-R-S-T-A. You can find me there as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Can I pray for you? Absolutely. Awesome. God, I thank you for bringing us together for this episode today. I thank you for just aligning our paths, God, and for speaking through Katie today, God. I feel like so many listeners are going to listen to this episode and just feel touched by her words that you spoke through her. And so we just thank you for the anointing that you laid on her today. And I pray that each listener that's listening to this, that they just feel your presence in their lives as well, God, that they would take and apply what they've learned today into their own lives and that you would just be with them as they do that. Give them the hope and the courage and the strength to walk with you no matter what their circumstances might be. And God, I pray for Katie. I pray for her business, for her journal, for, for her family, for her life, God, for all of the things that she's doing just for her. She is such a light for this world, God. And I just thank you for bringing her into my life and for allowing us to get to share your word together today. And I just pray blessings over all that she's doing. And I pray that you would continue to use her in mighty ways as you have been. And we thank you and we love you. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Um, and I will see you on our business call here yeah. in a little bit. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Finding Freedom podcast today. If this episode spoke to you in some way, can you please share it with someone else? Maybe subscribe and leave a rating and review. Each share and review means more to me than you'll ever know because it means that we're getting God's word out to more people. Your support means so much and I hope you'll tune in next week. In the meantime, let's connect on social media. I've linked my accounts in the show notes and I'd love to chat more with you throughout the week. Have a great day and God bless.